If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 20. My name is Ryan Clements, and I'm joined by the biggest podcasting cast of all time. I'm going to start on my left with Stephanie Lee. Hey, guys. Peter Eichemans. Hey, everybody. Editor-in-chief Casey Lynch. What? Arthur Geese. This is going to go so badly. And Christine Steimer. <laughs> oh, hello. That's right. There are six motherfucking people in this podcast it's room huge. right now. It's huge. It's crazy. Anybody on the... Uh, Anybody from the Western New York area might recognize my reference of "It's huge," which is a really annoying car commercial that only plays in Western New York. Is it as good as I doubt it? It's not. It's nowhere near as good as Collins' "I doubt it" commercial, Mm. but that's okay because uh, it was this. I forgot what the car dealership was called. I don't know, but it was this huge dude, and he talked about his huge deals. Wow. Wow. So that's my story. Welcome to a 360 (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We have a ton of stuff to talk about today on IGN's podcast unlocked so we do things. I'm going to run down the list of some of the things we're going to talk about including uh, some stuff on Halo, Halo not Halo Hello Hello It's <laughs> a robot say we're hi off, <laughs> off to a good <laughs> Hello Also some I want to talk briefly about the Assassin's Creed Revelations multiplayer which Rich wrote a story about I'd like we to can, talk longer not just briefly We can talk longer about it if I'm, that's fun Yeah it's totally your call buddy you. Pre-correcting Okay we also have a Gears trailer that we can discuss in which Horde Mode was further revealed to us and oh, our pretty crap. eyes. I didn't see it. That's okay. I, Fail. I it's been not, on IGN. Not that much <laughs> Do you not check your own stuff, website. But good stuff. Oh, yeah. this, is this the trailer with the awful song? Yes. Awful song. I don't know about you guys. I just don't like <laughs> Ice-T's gonna keep watching trailers. <laughs> you don't like watching trailers? I just don't like I, watching trailers and hyping myself up and like, oh, I have to wait three more months to play it. You don't, though. You it's only have to that, wait a month. Well, I, I'm just saying in general quick. with trailers. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I do the same thing with movies. I don't like watching movie trailers. I don't mm. like it either because they always spoil the plot line of the movie. Yeah, they're really bad about it, that. Or like the punchline is most, in the trailer. Most serious like movie trailers nowadays just have, and then the killer was revealed and like shows the guy's face. And you're like, well, don't <laughs> have like to a short that film. anymore. Cool. Yeah, exactly. I actually can't think of a single time where I've seen the killer revealed in the trailer. <laughs> well, not the killer revealed, but there's usually a lot of... There's the, some weird trailers out the there. The Lovely Bones. They Sometimes. revealed the killer okay. in the trailer. Well, well 
Or but that's the premise. I'm just saying they did. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, you I think said. You are confusing. It's in like, the book, it, it also reveals the killer variant. It's like when Assassin's so. Creed came out. Like, terrible movie. When Assassin's oh, Creed came really? out like four years ago. I wanted to see ago, that movie. Read the book. Okay. Like, everyone was bitching about how, like, <laughs> there were reviews that talked about how Assassin's Creed, like, oh, you said it was a, a VR thing right in your review. How do you, why are you spoiling that? It's the fucking re- premise. Uh, it's the it's prologue of the game. Yeah. And that was, that was Ubisoft's fault. They should have. I think they should have kept that into the end of the game. That was they tried, huge, well, and then they interviewed Veronica Mars at some event, and she's like, "Yeah, it's about genetic memory and VR systems." Yeah, and but they also when during the trailers they were talent, they were everybody. showing you know the the DNA strands creeping into the um, into yeah. the footage, and which obviously gives away that it's not only set in you know the old times or whatever period it was. I can't remember. <laughs> no, that is absolutely correct. The old times is the official term. I think it's what they call Crusades it. Crusades yeah. era Jerusalem. Uh, anytime, anytime after like 1972 is old times. I love the voice. It's like I'm a sorry. mix between Sean Connery and something else. <laughs> I'd like old times for 200, Alex. Hello, my name is Atsio. All right. Let's, well, I mean, since we're talking about Assassin's Creed now, let's uh, start talking about that. Abstergo! <laughs> Thank Sorry. you for that. <laughs> uh, like because our own Richard George wrote up a uh, really nice article about the uh, multiplayer in Assassin's Creed Revelations. Now, who played uh, any of Brotherhood? Oh, I played a ton of it. Do we have any? Okay, we have some you Brotherhood players. Of the, oh, the multiplayer? Yeah, I did too. I never really awesome. played much of the multiplayer. I loved it. Oh my god, it was so fun. Absolutely. Like yeah. it's it's one of the first times a multiplayer had made you feel completely paranoid. Yes. Like, it's not just, like, run and gun, because you're sitting there like, any one of these people could kill me at any given time. No, it's the it's the antithesis of that. It's like, walk and shit. Because, <laughs> no, seriously, the whole time, yes, you're... I mean, to me, when I first played it, I felt like this is what a Hitman multiplayer would feel like mm-hmm. if, if they ever did that, which they should. Hello, please make multiplayer the next Hitman. But, anyways, go on, Peter. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, it's such a different pacing that... When the game first released, like, nobody was used to it. Everyone's running around trying to stab each other and all this stuff. But once you start playing it, like, you slow it down, you go for your objectives, and you stab people very quietly. You get all these points, and you get a... <laughs> you stab people very quietly. Like, very gently. <laughs> that was a stab <laughs> noise. That was a terrible stab noise. <laughs> Apparently it was. Was that what it was? I guess. But anyway, uh, Rich played the new upgraded Revelations multiplayer. That was good. I actually played it at E3, too, but not quite as in-depth. Okay. Um, well, because it's funny that you guys are... I think Rich's opinion of the multiplayer in Brotherhood was that it was too fast and a little too run-and-gun. Yeah, that was... It, he played it wrong, then. Yeah, he I mean, doing, the general populace... Let's get him in the room. Everyone else played it wrong, <laughs> Everyone right? else played it wrong. So it made but the I think experience... The key of what he's saying in the preview up on IGN is that um, Ubisoft has actually made some changes to force people out of playing that way. Like, there's right. severe, like, you'll lose points if you're running around, making yourself seen, that kind of thing. You're not going to be at the top of leaderboards, anything like that. That's great for game design. I kind of wonder if that's bad for maintaining a player base, like, for attracting a player base. It'll be interesting to see. Because it's, at its heart, it's the same kind of paranoid, like, kill any, you know, kill your target, get the, killed by a target. The game that didn't attract a player base despite selling, like, seven or eight million copies. Yeah. Right. So it's a I lot mean, of honestly, polish. the the, uh, the multiplayer it, in itself, at its core, in Brotherhood, was amazing and very refreshing and very different. So I'm really excited by what they're doing with it now. And um, yeah, I I don't think that that's 
I mean, maybe that'll turn somebody off, but I mean, you really, even in the game outside of points, you're, you were sort of penalized in the game for running because you would immediately know, oh, there's a player and you know, that's not, that's not my mark, but I'm just going to go gank him because he's a dumbass and he's running on the roof and (laughs) obviously not AI. So do you get punished for killing someone that's not your mark? Uh, you don't get as many points. Yeah. It's just a lack of points. But the cool thing about that, too, is like when other people actually were playing the game well, you almost had to give like a golf clap when you're like, very well done, sir. I'm dead. <laughs> is there a, is there a well golf done. clap button? I think maybe cool. in Revelations. Okay, there might be. It was a big player demanded. Golf clap button. Excellent. Yes, very well done, sir. Mm. It looks like... And you have uh, lacking in Tiger Woods this year. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Richard also... Richard. Does anyone right, call no, him Richard? No, calls him Richard. Richard. He's in France. Right he went to France. Yeah, he is Richard. Ah, he is Richard. Foreseeable future. Richard. Uh, so Rich has said... Oh, that's because he signs his name as Richard George on his articles. That's why I was saying it. But he also noted that there is going to be some intense emphasis on player customization. Have we seen any? Of, did you get to see any of that during E3? Or? Not of the customization. It was pretty much jump in a map, match and play. Okay. Um, I'm mean, yeah. Perks and skills and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The first one had, or uh, Brotherhood had perks and skills and different costumes to unlock with some color variation. But it sounds like this one's just doing more, more, I just more. Feel like costumes I think that they the... said in the video that you'll have stuff as soon as you start, whereas you didn't before. Costumes seem like the last thing you'd want to customize. You just want to look like yeah, all exactly. the other Yeah, exactly. Do you want to blend it? Yeah, you can yeah. have like your emblem on a cape or something. Like, why would you do that? Then you're very clearly not. Can I put a, just part a target on my back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pink unicorn. It was pretty much like I felt some of the skins in the first one stood out more than others. Like for some reason, like the jester-looking one, I always had my eyes on all the jesters in the map. <laughs> you're probably you're probably one of them, aren't you? That was you? part of the trick, though. I think because there were. I mean, there were multiple. Yeah, everybody's in there multiple times. But yeah. for some reason, some of them just caught the eye a little more. Like I felt some blended better but maybe that's just a personal and that, vision thing that's going to be interesting um to see how that that plays out in design because yeah you would think if, the more you customize your character the more you're going to immediately stand out so unless you're the only person seeing your customization which is sort of weird yeah it's weird that defeats the purpose <laughs> yeah. maybe like, I, it reveals after you kill someone or they kill yeah. you I don't know. can i take off all my characters clothes and pretend to be one of the crazy people <laughs> i saw a naked man walking down the street the other day actually in real life <gasps> yeah in real life huh was he in your u day what? I forget think lucky he pennies was, he was just some it was some old dude that's a common not, sight in san francisco, I was just like, though but she's not in san francisco but i'm actually oh, that's not right. no no it was in san francisco oh, okay. oh. but <laughs> it was just like i've actually never My seen point. that in san francisco yet in two years of being here and i was like what the but yeah, yeah random thing <laughs> <laughs> i love it that that was the end of your story I mean, I don't, and i was like what the done and done no, that's awesome. Uh, San Francisco has some has some characters here mm-hmm. in our in our fine and somewhat dirty city. <laughs> um, what else is there to discuss about I think Assassin's the Creed? Thing yes. About the new Assassin's Creed is like I read that Rich said they were trying to they were trying to integrate the multiplayer, the narrative in multiplayer and the single player. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. To me, I read that part. It sounded like you're just going to open up like journals to read or There's additional things. Anything I, they can do to bring people from a single player and a multiplayer from that game is a good idea because yeah. it's a travesty how few people play that given how many copies it sold. Like, but a game can sell like 8 to 10 million units and have a player base of like 3,000 on a console is outrageous. You mean for the multiplayer? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it probably uh, confounded some people because they Absolutely. were they were used to, you know, a little bit more traditional just 
run in and you're just always jumping and shooting, throwing grenades and whatever you're doing. People start the match and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> Casey is jumping in his chair and it was amazing. It's like he was riding a pony. <laughs> That's they what have I'm ponies saying. in Assassin's Creed. I don't know if you realize that. We have ponies in the podcast room. Do we? Where? We should. Mm, we could. We have enough room. But and yeah, have, so I'm sure we have microphones for them too. So what they said was, um, uh, over the course of multiplayer matches, you're going to be hearing from Epstergo. So um, I don't, and I don't know if it's going to be in journal form or if it's going to be audio. It's going to be like a Bastion narrator behind you. Yes. Look in the haystack. You <laughs> just shanked a guy. Don't guy turn right. Oh, you're dead. It's looking at you funny. <laughs> that guy's going to teabag you. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't uh, why don't we talk a little bit about Halo Fest? Which I guess uh, who should we who should we should I kick that to Arthur? I I, be, would you be the best person to chat about that? I just want to plug, give it a little, little more plug in action. I mean, mostly plug all we can do about it is plug it at this point. We can't really talk about what's going to be there. But what is Halo Fest, Arthur? The Halo Fest is a celebration of the ten year anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved. That's, it amazes me. I can't believe it was ten years ago that game came out. And yeah, a, de- a decade. And, and is this uh, just a celebration that's just bitches, yes. anywhere, nowhere? Uh, it's taking place <laughs> at PAX. Oh, okay. It's at PAX. So that's good if you didn't know <laughs> about the it context I want. and wanted to go, you are out of luck because passes for PAX are completely sold out. So oh. sorry. Well, but all but, PAX attendees. But we will be live streaming multiple video or multiple uh, panels. From so you don't Halo have Fest. to go to Seattle to take part in Halo Fest. You only need to go to IGN.com. That's right. When do you need to go to IGN.com, Arthur? It's the 25th? I think so. Yeah, it's the... If, if Friday's the 26th, so... Does it kick uh, off on so Friday? So we should have some stuff about it up on the 25th, and right. then that entire weekend we'll be putting up content and covering panels. And we have a crazy Halo Fest hub that we're going to be promoting all sorts of content on that we're going to be talking about Halo that we love. Uh, yeah. All coming up the week before. So we, I mean, we've sort of partnered with Halo, right, for this for this whole event. Well, we got a phone call from Master Chief, and yeah. he was he was all like, "Hey, yo, IGN guys, what up? Can I, I just got out of cryo sleep. Lot? Yeah, exactly. My and HTML's a little rusty. Need some help? He's like, I need to plug in my energy sword. Wait, I'm it's not. I mean, low we, on battery. That's we why we sent out all with, those press releases. Microsoft and three four three. Yeah. for the Halos. Right. Yes. Yeah, well, that's yep. what I meant, obviously. But you know, yep. two with the average. I mean, I thought it'd be awesome if Halo called us. <laughs> I would take that call. We actually get a, an encrypted signal from one of the Halo rings. Yes. Uh, Arthur partnership. Arthur Halo is on it, line four for you. It talks like a transformer. <laughs> it talks like Soundwave. Of course, Halo talks like a transformer. All the Halo rings sound like one of the transformers. <laughs> Awesome. The arc sounds like Optimus Prime. Okay, yeah, so... there will be lots of exclusive uh, Halo content coming to IGN over the next few months in anticipation of the release of Halo Anniversary in November. Excellent. Whoop. Thank you for that update. So now let's go to the Gears of War 3 Horde 2.0 trailer. I love saying that because it's so convoluted. But I just watched the trailer and I actually... Did you watch the trailer or the Rewind Theater? I, wa- I watched both. I, right. watched, I watched about dedicated. I watched, Overachiever. I watched yeah. about Research. three quarters of the way into your re, your very elaborate re- rewind theater. The end was the best though. Oh, I it missed was. I missed was the it? ending. I we, Damn I, it! I actually ran out of time oh, okay. to, to watch. Did the Peter whole thing. draw in, like butterfly wings in three D? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that video too. Oh, Peter, you did the rewind theater. Yeah, Christine Peter and, and Christine did. did. Uh, so you can uh, watch that right now on IGN.com. It's can. already up. 
but so the trailer uh basically just shows off a bunch of gameplay from horde uh horde mode which will appear once again in gears of war 3 and christine and peter documented a bunch of cool little tidbits you can see by watching the trailer Mm -hmm. and i wanted to talk about it because what what excited me is that i'm i respect gears of war and what it's doing but i've never been a devoted gears of war player and that trailer actually made me want to play that multiplayer right now. Or 2.0 is pretty amazing. Are you just yeah, that a huge Ice-T fan? Just <laughs> tremendous. Okay. Really, really followed his work for my entire <laughs> life. Does Clements love Coco? I don't know what that means. Oh, it's wait. It's the Ice oh. Loves Coco show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's his augmented wife. Yes. Clements loves Coco. Okay. Spin-off. She's very pretty. Okay. <laughs> <Crickets>. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Not my type. <laughs> Where She's else so would pretty you be pretty? I'm saying her body's a little scary, but her face body is very nice. Wonderland. Yeah, she's a little too skedaddle for my taste. So let's uh, let's. Uh, I mean, Stephanie, you've been a little quiet today. What uh, talk to us about what you did? You see this trailer? I did not see this. Oh, trailer. You didn't I think I just she doesn't, just she doesn't believe in trailers earlier. because they give away who killed the guy. <laughs> So, exactly. spoiler, instead of giving away, uh, spoiler, did you Marcus play, kills uh, things. I forgot what your experience was on the uh, the first two Gears of War. Did you play either? I played Horde mode on Gears 2. Okay. And yes, I did finish the campaign on both Gears, previous okay. Gears. Because I remember us talking about it on a past podcast. Yeah, a long episode. time ago. We was she criticizing to. you for not finishing the Gears of War games? No, we, we agreed to finish the co-op campaign of Gears 2 and together. And then she finished it and without I, me. <laughs> <laughs> well organized. Well played. Were you too busy listening to J-pop? Uh, yes, correct. K-pop. It's K-pop. It's K-pop. So you never got the achievement for finishing it in caught? Correct. Oh. Did you know what? I never got the achievement for finishing the game either because like oh. apparently I had these broken saves that no. I tra- I don't know. I transferred to I had no problem with Boltstorm yeah. actually. Boltstorm yeah. didn't give me an achievement for finishing it. What? Oh my gosh. Wow, that's horrible. I had the ch- achievements for every individual chapter but not the final one. Wow. You know, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Or shit. Well, <laughs> totally bullshit, Microsoft. So, what did you guys think about uh, the trailer? Then, did, is anybody as pumped? Did get pumped up? Blah blah blah. Bleep, bleep, <laughs> did anybody bop, play bleep, pump? Bleep, I sure bleep, did. Bleep blah bloop. Okay, <laughs> let's try. I'm gonna try that sentence one more time. I pumped it. Is anyone else as pumped up as I am after watching that trailer? I was pumped up before. I, that. Yeah, I was pumped up before been, that trailer. But okay. yeah. have been. Well, I haven't even I haven't even been to an event where I could like play the game yet, yeah. so I haven't even touched yeah, it. Yeah, Arthur and I have played, and it was it's a lot really, of fun. Really good. There's a much more technical uh, walkthrough trailer of the Horde 2.0 mode that we put up right around E3. That's like, and this is what you do next. And you earn currency and yeah, but our rewind theater is way better. Ours is much enter- more entertaining. Well, did you also have Anya Stroud providing commentary for your video? No. That's <laughs> why ours is way better. But the new trailer is a little more cinematic, and it showed off a couple new things like the electric lancer skin which is indeed a skin we have confirmed for it's anyone not actually a power-up yeah it's not a power-up well people are complaining in the comments they're like no it's from the turret but trailers are very like meticulously cut and detailed and the turret's almost like a surprise at the end because it's not the main focus of that last and at uh, this point clip. epic knows exactly what they're doing with yeah. their trailers yeah yeah so the electric is the lancer like, but it's very much a lancer skin for okay. anyone who was wondering very Yeesh. cool yeah. we don't know how to get it but no not yet but you can like. Uh, but we want it. You can like mm-hmm. Gears of War on Facebook or something and you, get if Griffin, you like right? It, yes, that's how you unlock the uh, Ice T multiplayer skin. His character is called Griffin. So I will not be liking this on Facebook. <laughs> you don't, you don't want Griffin. He's got, but he's got this badass like yeah. knuckle ring thing. I actually and drama. drama. I played as Griffin at the Vanity Three. Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't remember who I played as. So I think you owe them a like on Facebook, Arthur. <laughs> 
Jeez. I think I owe them the dislike after they put another crappy song in their trailer. Oh. Arthur doesn't even use Facebook. Though. So sad. It's true. It's now, the special song Ice T wrote just for them. Yeah. I don't use Facebook to friend a bunch of people I don't actually know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I believe in the last show you mentioned that you have several hundred outstanding friend requests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then even seeing a status update from Arthur is like seeing a unicorn. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow! You've seen, a, you've seen a few unicorns. Call. <laughs> 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 Out. It's like, it's like crazy. This just this actually tells us much more about Stephanie's unicorn spot. <laughs> my Facebook use. Um, well, I'm I'm generally excited about the horde mode for a few reasons. I'll tell you guys why. First okay. of all, I like guns with chainsaws on them. I think it's pretty great. But it's the real fun. reason is that once again we have another example of the sort of. Um, uh, tower defense in- infiltrating game types and it's just popping up all over the place which I love because I've always loved the idea of tower defense. I generally like the idea of doing something and then sitting back and watching watching the results. I mean how, how much more satisfying can it be? Don't the one thing, to do that. Yeah there's no sitting back and watching. No, I, I know. Do, I, 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 know I am explaining <laughs> just my general yeah. uh, um, affection with tower defense. Gotcha. But uh, yeah I mean any any time that uh, I think it's especially uh, good in multiplayer shooters. It just work. It just seems to work well. And and I also love the idea of horde. I think the first online shooter I played that had a sort of fight wave after wave was in um, ODST. Like I hadn't really played many shooters that, or I rather I hadn't played shooters and I tried that mode out, uh, at least on console. Hey, Gears so. and Halo made it really popular. Like yeah. the survival mm-hmm. multiplayer modes. For sure, and I really liked ODST. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Though I, that was another campaign that I never beat. It's a really good wah, campaign. Wah, wah. Yeah, I, I know. recently just finished that on Legendary for the first time. And it's, really? it's short, so if you have some spare time, I recommend it. If you're okay. playing co-op, you can blow through that game in about three and a half hours. Oh, it's that short? Oh. If you're playing a four-player, yeah, ODST's campaign is really short. If you it's very, it's very short. Yeah, it's 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 a good one. So okay. it's a good one. It's a good one. I think I, I think I actually got a little scared because they were having me trek through this dark corridor, and I'm a little slash my shaking flash. It is it is scary. Gosh, yeah. I get scared by games. I get really Doom scared. Three is by terrifying, games. <laughs> especially if you're playing on 360 and surround sound. Like even the pause screen in that game is fucking terrifying. <laughs> I watched my friend play on the on the PC, and I was like, I can't see anything. It's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Anyways. that's the podcast. No, <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> Thanks for Boo. tuning in. Um, anyone else have any uh, comments or uh, questions about the Gears of War? Anyone we'll want more about Gears of War three in a couple of weeks? Yeah, we will. Very yes, cool. yes. stuff to chat about. Get hype for the release. So what, what? You're, you're saying stay tuned. That's what yes. you guys. Yes, yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff that we have uh, planned for Gears of War three. So okay, lots to do. And the game's coming out. What God? September twentieth. Yeah, so it's coming up here quick. Jeez. Is that the day of your wedding? No, I'm, I, moved, I moved the wedding okay. for Gears 3. <laughs> Duh. Good. Um, the other thing I had on my list here is that we posted an exclusive uh, Space Marines walkthrough. Uh, when, did, when did it actually go up? Was it this yesterday. week? Yesterday. It was yesterday? Yep. And uh, I was watching through that as well. And I am not really that familiar with the Warhammer series. So I got to say, man, the, he, the, the developer that was giving the commentary for that video, he was throwing around a lot of terms that I didn't understand, including Blood Ravens. He's there also not been, very good at games so watching have... him play through that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeez. Man, just angry. Calling him out. Well, does anyone have uh, anything they want to talk about? With uh, Is anyone excited for Space Marine? I think Space Marine's got potential. Okay. Because it looks like it just takes a lot of the traditional third-person shooter stuff that we've been seeing these past couple of years and p- 
putting it in the Space Marine universe. It actually mixes a lot of character action stuff. Like melee is just as important in that game as uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as ranged combat. And he didn't show a lot of that stuff. So like he didn't show things like charging into a group of enemies and splattering them into like a bloody mist and stuff like that. I love bloody mists. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, like I think that's what I'm after lunch. When you <laughs> bloody mist. When you see him do executions, that's how you get your health back faster. Like, oh, okay. Is by killing dudes with cool. one hit. Um, but yeah, I I mean. Space Marine has potential. Like, okay. And it looks it looked in much better shape than the last time I saw it, so that was reassuring. And do we know the release date for that? Does anyone have it off the top of their head? September sometime. Some hopefully before Thank Gears you, of War. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> do it. And then in the meantime, let me go down my list. Oh, yeah. Casey brought this to my attention this morning. I didn't do it. Uh, no, it's a good thing, though. Oh, okay. you, should t- you should totally take credit for it. I did it. Uh, is it it's specifically today, Casey, marks the one-year anniversary of my IGN? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, uh, I think it was yesterday. yesterday. Oh, yeah. well, so, you told me wrong. I, I, oh, I, up. It's on I, the blog roll, and it's yeah. in that I didn't look at the time. It was 15 hours ago, so it was yesterday. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's somewhere in the the, the nether regions of yesterday <laughs> and today. It happened a year, a year ago. ago. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. I'm not exactly sure where the planet was in orbit, if it was, you know... Right, but you're it, losing it, credibility it here. was right around now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that anyone that does not already have a MyIGN account and perhaps stumbled upon this podcast in the vast internetness of space, internet-ness. Uh, I would highly encourage everyone to go make an account. I've actually been trying to make a major push for uh, responding to comments I get on my MyIGN wall. Because um, usually what I do is I'll send my tweets over from the Twitter space to my IGN. And then if uh, you comment over there, I will try and get back to you. You must Especially get much nicer have comments on your wall than I do. Uh, yeah, generally, <laughs> I generally I've been wall. getting some good stuff. Why, what, have, what, what, have, what have people been saying about Arthur? Oh, I'm the guy that reviews sixes. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you... I, I, got a few I have given too. a lot of bad scores in my day. I've, I, I, I was one of the first... Uh, it was I was one of the first in a long time to dish out. I think that was like a two or something. Um, this was way back when I started for Metropolis Mania Two. I love that game. Do you? No, I don't think I've ever played. Yeah, it. I was, it was well, one of the. That was me. I wrote on your wall about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you suck. You jerk. Something yeah. about your mother. All Arthur gets is people asking why they won't, why he doesn't accept their friend requests on Facebook. <laughs> no. Damn you! Facebook is for I want to see a unicorn. Uh, and uh, real quick, so Space Marine comes out uh, September sixth. September sixth. Correct. Perfect. So it's before Gears. So two whole weeks. Well, I, it's, it's enough time. We, it's I not mean, enough time. We have it's the enough. we have the very beginning of the review season coming up here um, in a couple of weeks with Dave's X. Um, mm-hmm. Is that this month? That that is this month, correct? Yep. When is it, Ryan? August twenty third. Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. late. It's 24th. late August. I'm bad at dates. I'm actually I'm sorry, very guys. excited for that. Yeah. Game. So the Human so Revolution well. begins later this month, and then we kick you mean into the human resources. Something. Yeah, that's, <laughs> human that's resources. always because HR. we see Deus Ex HR. We're like, wait. <laughs> you filed paperwork. <laughs> it should be a picture of Toby from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> um, this takes place entirely in one office. <laughs> Wouldn't it be, oh, would it be awesome if the entire game? Yeah. I, I'm not actually. I, the funny thing is, is I've read about and written about that game so much, and I still can't tell you what the ultimate goal of Adam Jensen is in in that game. To unravel the conspiracy, bro. Okay. Well, wouldn't it be awesome? I here I, I submit He's this. He's giving your own. Is this your own version? I of submit what this to you. Okay. 
sure, he can go on this epic uh, journey and kind of unravel this huge conspiracy with a mix of stealth, of gunfighting, and pure wit. And, and bionic arms. And bionic arms with spikes that come out of its elbows. Spikes. Or wouldn't it be awesome if at the start of the game you could just walk into an office and f- submit a form that says, like, you know, <laughs> please uh, direct me to the uh, person that has all this information, and you, you file it, and then maybe like an hour later they send it back, and they're like, this guy is in charge of the conspiracy and you say okay and then the credits roll triple a title triple a title <laughs> the whole thing takes place in a waiting room 500 points <laughs> you're, actually, you're just flipping you through a magazine it was delayed so they could take out a bunch of content <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yes uh i am actually extre- that's been one game that's been on my want list for, it's hard to believe for it's finally coming out i know yeah i've just been talking about it for so long and i i will i will say that i'm i am a total money hat and i got to have dinner with uh the director of deus ex human revolution and he is just amazing what a cool guy love those dudes oh the french dude yes nice that's like everyone on that team. I think that was sarcasm. Oh, oh, that guy from France. The French no, I've, I've met a lot of them. They're actually yeah. really nice. Oh, dudes. They, they were so nice. Even to if they can't with. shut up about Golden Black, they're still really nice. Hey, the game uh, does look gorgeous. It looks very defense. gold. It times. Uh, it does. Also, I want to say uh, Id's uh, birthday, the anniversary. Is uh, right around this time? Do we know uh, the exact day? Well, QuakeCon actually starts tomorrow, and I Which, think... Charles Onyet going. He's going, what up? Woo. And there's going to be all kinds of stuff coming out of that, but I believe that they are officially celebrating that this week. Okay. So, um, cool. Yeah. Happy birthday. We have a two-day-old cake. We do. We have, we have a cake <laughs> in the office. Celebrating it's, uh, it's not birthday. Say, yeah, the, the banana cake, yeah. It was, it was actually good. It was banana nut cake. <laughs> Casey was not a fan of it. I thought I, it was just, delicious. If I'm going to have cake. I, I want something want that's like, yeah, it's like a hippie cake. It's all just like granola and it's granola-y. healthy. I, well, you know, it's just, I don't know if I would call that cake healthy. Did you not taste all the sugar? And yeah. butter? But there I didn't was, eat it. Okay, there, like was, there was no chocolate. There was no lemon. There was no, like... Raspberry. Thank you. There was nothing <laughs> awesome. I mean, it said doom so on it, which is great. chocolate, lemon, raspberry cake to be happy? That Doesn't that sound amazing? Kind of that actually yeah. sounds good. Let's all make that right now in the podcast. I'm just saying, like, like, it could okay, just be a chocolate cake and then have, like, lemon raspberry right. frosting. Oh, my God, nice. Christine. This is my point, right? playing with my mind. How many times have you cut into a cake and... In your mind, you're thinking chocolate or lemon or whatever it might be, and it's fucking carrot cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. And the only here... good thing about carrot cake is the cream cheese frosting. Yeah. Thank you, which yeah. is fine. But th- but this and is even it's worse. It's banana. It's banana nut. Like what the hell? And here's the other thing. It That's it like had a, muffin. a it had a giant Doom logo. <laughs> Doom on, logo? Yeah, Doom the game. You know? yeah, and no, it wasn't know, edible. Well, on, right? well, yeah, but on it. So I'm thinking it it's going to be it like fondant. I thought somebody brought it. I, in from I was, home. No, I was the thinking logo came on the cake. Ah. I was thinking there was going to be like a red velvet cake or something that logo. was reminiscent of the blood in its game. <laughs> right. Banana nut? What does that even mean? Is that like dirty for rage or something? Or, yeah, it's what? like it's it looks like it's the color of the earth, you know, that you will be traversing <laughs> in rage. Chocolate would earth. have done just as well. Thank you. High five. Oh man. Woo! I don't know what kind of earth you've seen, but Fuck does not banana look like nut. chocolate. That would be called yeah, mud, Doom 3 sir. looks like chocolate though, because it's so dark. It's just ah, black. That's true. Thanks for the cake, but Cake let down. Cake, <laughs> cake down. fell. Cake fell. 
That was the best tangent we've ever had on the show. That was awful. It's Have you ever all just my cut fault. into a cake and it's fucking carrot cake? <laughs> <laughs> so mad at carrot. So disappointing. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. I think people can relate. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they do. I, go, I have oh. sort of had that experience before. But then you two I, have had carrot cake trauma. Then, then I, then I sort of think, well, you know, it's probably still going to be good. And then I eat it anyway. Well, this is why I eat pie. Like, oh, carrot. Ugh. Yeah, or like coconut or something. Or here's worse. Oh. Like, I hate coconut. You I get can off, deal with coconut. You get off the freeway and you're hungry. You need to eat food, and all they have is like a fucking Arby's. <sighs> I don't That's, hate Arby's. Oh, I, uh, doesn't I everybody? Arby's. Don't most people universally Early hate Arby's? Fries. That's why Arby's. Um, I actually kind of don't fried, mind yeah, Arby's. Yeah, Arby's, yeah. Arby's like the roast beef. I I can't yeah, eat, I can't eat a great majority of what the me, on the menu at Arby's because I don't eat beef. Oh right, well that's that's hardly fair. Right, but I <laughs> but there's but they have like a bunch of pork sandwiches and stuff. I think that I can uh, that I can eat. I don't and think it, I've ever eaten a pork sandwich. You don't eat beef and you eat swine. I, I yes. not even like a pulled pork sandwich. So barbecue? I uh, so I've derailed this conversation twice now with cake and Arby's. So my apologies. We like food. I, yeah, it's I, all I, I like talking too. About I know food. I'm hungry, yeah. so it's my fault. Okay. Yeah. Well, this podcast is now over. Let's go get lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. We, we were recording for 30 minutes? Wow. Nice. Nice. Just talking about bullshit. Just talking about cake and bullshit. <laughs> I'm tell you about I hate Arby's. Arby's. Mm. Well, we don't just talk about cake and Arby's on Podcast Unlocked. We also answer questions, which you can send to unlocked at IGN.com. That is our email address. Email. We, we get email. Email. We get it. And, <laughs> and then we yell email for 20 minutes. <laughs> Not even <laughs> How that, the answer to every question. <laughs> I don't know how that started. Sorry. Um, so let's answer some questions, and we begin with a. Uh, actually, I just do want to say that Troy sent in a picture of uh, his new baby boy named Atticus Finch, Drew Whoa. Vincent, who was Good born taste. on seven fifteen two thousand eleven. Wow. And Congratulations. Troy was wondering if uh, us guys and gals would induct uh, him as the official lock as an official locksmith. I attached a picture of him. The picture, by the way, is adorable. It's a little baby with an Xbox controller. You should all go look oh. at it. That oh. is. Amazing. Oh. Is it like Please an original see. Xbox controller? Because that would be as big that as the child. <laughs> <laughs> the big Duke. Yeah. Um, so Troy, absolutely, your your uh, little baby boy is now a uh, one of, an honorary locksmith. Welcome to the family. But you're not. But you can go. You can oh, right off. Arthur. Oh, wow. Mean. The kid's cool. He can stay. <laughs> Um, so Anthony writes us and says, what's up locksmiths? My name is, uh, Anthony from Birmingham, Alabama. First of all, great job on the podcast so far, by the way, quick tangent guys, uh, Anthony spelled podcast with a K. Now I've never seen that before. Just want to know if any of you have seen that before. No. Big Mortal Kombat fan? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Moving on. Uh, the white power cast. My question to you today oh. Whoa, is. Arthur. <laughs> You were thinking it. I was actually thinking it, especially because he's from Birmingham, Alabama. But <laughs> wow! <laughs> hey, man. hey, I used to live in the South. I'm allowed to say it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. If it's a it's a comedy like, cast. I used to be I'm racist. Say, no, I'm I wasn't. It. I'm just saying it is. It's still prevalent down there. You are half German. All right. Anthony, <laughs> oh my gosh! Anthony, forgive us for all that. So anyway, uh, so Anthony's I. question is: Will THQ and Chaos Studios release any DLC for the single-player campaign for Homefront? Oh my god, we were just talking about that today. Uh, well, first of all, no, because yeah, Chaos is closed. The, yeah, they're developing. It for Are we the getting a call? Do we have a call? Yeah. What is that blue light? Oh my uh, god! Pick up the phone. That is, is, is a call. Space. 
But that's probably for NVC. It's yeah. Halo. I'm gonna we just, should answer it I'm anyway. I'm going to drop it. Oh. Well, no, because I don't know, I don't know if I fit. Oh, Are they still that? calling? <laughs> <laughs> drop. Go away. Oh. Nice. We're going to utilize again. this feature. Hold on. Hold on a Guys, one second. So now, for some reason, iChat decided to open on the computer. Okay, we're back. And it didn't drop the recording. Yes. No. Okay. So first of all, Chaos Studios has been closed. Yes. Uh, despite Homefront selling over 2.6 million copies. I just wonder if that's actual sold through to customers or if that's shipped retail. to retail. Shipped to, to distributors. It may be. I'm not sure. I just so. got to feel. I feel like there's at least one warehouse full of Homefront. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's in like the, the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's, it's, yes. back. it's never like, oh, man, your game sold so well. Bye. It's always like, man, your game sold well. We're going to move your studio. And then make another one. Yeah. We're gonna name it after us, THQ North. Yeah. So um, or I would, would be. East. I mean, I would say that Anthony's to answer Anthony's question, I would not be sitting up waiting at night for Homefront DLC for the single player campaign. Um, is it a is it a franchise that they might revisit in like the form of a proper sequel? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's kind of possible with the success of that name, right? If those numbers are correct and shipped to customers, It'd be sold crazy to customers, for them not to. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on. And by the way, Anthony, I apologize on behalf of the podcast on La Crew. We yeah. don't think you're racist. We think you're awesome. Yes. And we, we love Kays. I love Birmingham, Alabama. There's like a one in six chance you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Arthur. You're pulling stats out of your ass. Arthur, please. Uh, all right, let's go from you a question. You were thinking it, too. We have, we have two questions in a row from Ryan, and it's not me. Isn't, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> All right. So the first Ryan uh, asked, what's up, everybody? I was just wondering what your guys' thoughts are on the quick succession release dates of Halo Reach, Halo Anniversary, and Halo 4. Halo. Thoughts? I don't um, think it's a quick succession. Uh, Halo Reach is a budget-priced game, um, and Halo 4 is a new start to the to a new trilogy. Wait, know. Halo Reach Halo is Reach, budget? No, Anniversary. Oh, no, no. Thinking, oh, Halo Anniversary okay. yeah. is and a Reach, budget game. Reach yes. came out last year. Reach so. was, yeah. I mean, yeah. And we but have I can, no idea when I Halo can, 4 is coming. I can sort of see why you see them in quick succession. I mean, it really has been a long time since Reach has come out, and now we've we've already have two other upcoming Halo I mean, it projects. it really hasn't been a long time? It really has, it has not, not been a long time. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah, but I mean, in the real world, Reach came out last year. Anniversary will come out this year. And, and that's just a remake. And 4 so. could be a year or two away. So who knows? It could be further, yeah. yeah. It could be eight years away. It will not be eight years away. I I mean I'm still of the opinion that Halo 4 isn't actually going to be an Xbox 360 game, oh. and it will be a what game? A next Xbox game. Xbox 720. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Or whatever they call it. Yeah. To be a launch title. Yep. All right, so let's go That'd to be a powerful. brilliant move. Oh, absolutely. I actually would. I, that would, I would be super excited to see a next generation Halo. That would be awesome. Uh, let's go to the other Ryan's question, who writes on a topic that Arthur and I have had many a discussion about. Let's begin. Bayonetta? Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Did you see this what? question already? No, I didn't. But... Oh, man. Uh, so, Ryan writes... Wow, that blew my mind. Usually we're hit it and quit it with our conversations. <laughs> Bayonetta keeps coming back. <laughs> hit it and quit it. Lovely. So, uh, Ryan writes, I just finished Bayonetta. Gameplay was great. Story was hard for me to get into. Do you guys have any idea why Japanese-style games are popular in Japan but not in the U.S.? No obvious answers, please. I was thinking along the lines of a cultural explanation. Also, I have a meta achievement for you. While Steimer is hosting, go an entire podcast without bringing up Viva Pinata or Mass Effect. Worth 20 points. <laughs> have we, uh, well, we just failed that uh, meta well, achievement. Well, she's not you. hosting. Oh, well, everybody's a host. But I she, have not mentioned it. She hasn't mentioned either. So. Yeah, no. There you go. I Let's see if we can go so for it. So restrain yourself okay. for the next 20 go minutes. Go for it. 
I'll try to make sure I don't ask you a Mass Effect question. What rhymes I with just won't answer. Brass reject. Anyone? What? Waiting. What rhymes He's with brass reject? That was a little. Yeah. Pushing it a little. Uh, and not just a little. That's a lot. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm like if so you had said ass defect. We've been derailed. <laughs> We've been derailed. Put the train back on the tracks. I'm talking about cake. Arby's. Why is, like, <laughs> is he specifically asking? <laughs> so, is he specifically asking why Bayonetta didn't succeed? No, I think, I think what no, I think storytelling question is, is sort of, yeah, that, that Japanese-style storytelling, which is not just in games. I mean, you can see anyone that watches anime like I do, anyone that watches live-action Japanese movies, they just they have a different sort of dramatic presentation than, I think, the um, American Hollywood and games and even cartoons it's just different I and think, i think that also that also plays into how they are different like in through language through expression i mean this shit goes deep i think but to, to boil it down a little bit i think western fiction tends to be more plot driven than eastern fiction um and you can see a sort of weird commingling of the two when you look at korean pop culture and genre stuff mm. because they take a lot of the non nonsensical and crazy batshit stuff from places like Japan. And then they actually... Well, I mean, you look at Japanese genre movies as an example because that's where a lot of Japanese games take their story cues from. And it's like, then this crazy shit happens, and then this crazy shit happens, and there's not really any point to all this, but crazy shit happens. Yeah. And in, like, Korean genre stuff, it's like, crazy shit happens, and here's why. (laughs) And they lift a finger and they explain it. Um, Whereas American genre fiction typically has been about like this is the story that I'm telling as opposed to this is the crazy shit. Although you have exceptions like Michael Bay. And I I think that, (laughs) I think that one of the things I've noticed most as, as a, um, as a, what's the word when I consume it? Well, a consumist (laughs) of, uh, I think the word's consumer. No, but I actually, I actually want to like physically eat it. Hmm. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, fetishist. No, no, no. As a person who takes in a lot of like Japanese culture and really enjoys that stuff, I uh, I will say that I've noticed that most Japanese stories they really they highlight sort of uh, characters explaining and talking about how they feel and their thoughts. I mean, it's just like it's all the time. The uh, the extended exposition. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost it's I wouldn't call it Shakespearean, but it's very the I'm external going to, internal monologue. Yes, I'm going to explain mm. to you how I'm feeling to you as opposed to act on it, and I think that's just sort of that's just the way they've been doing it for a really long time. I don't I'm not I'm not uh, studied enough to tell you why or it's where also it comes cheaper from. Cheaper to animate 50 episodes of a show when like 20 minutes of it is them standing is them in one standing place. around and talking. <laughs> I mean it's true. I'm, there there are a lot of different reasons, but I would say also yes. I mean you were first of all Ryan, you're a lot of the times we're consuming a game that comes from Japan that's been translated. So you've you've already distanced yourself quite a bit from the original material because no matter how accurate a translation is, you're not quite getting the way they exactly intended it plays on words like cultural references and then second of all then it's up to the translator to decide how that comes out then you have to have people act out something that was translated from the way it was supposed to be speaking in japanese and the, which is then the huge problem with all of that is none of it made sense in the first place <laughs> that, is, that is often correct um but especially y- in the case of bayonetta like that game was just like nonsensical just yeah, I mean, it, it, awesome game, but the story, woo! It was, it was a, it was a pretty, it was a far fetched plot. I, I actually still enjoyed the story. It um, was Japan, the game. Yeah, it was. It was 
<laughs> Japan colon the game. Um, yeah, and I mm. think it is definitely you. You just have to sort of get. You, I've just gotten used to it at this point. The the Japanese like style storytelling doesn't really bother me. Whereas I could probably sit someone down that's never seen it before in front of anime, and they'd be like, "What is going on? Why are they talking like this? Why is lunch such a big deal?" So. There's that. Or they sit up and say, oh, fuck lunch. you, and walk out. Then <laughs> oh. <laughs> they uppercut me into traffic. So let's go to a question from... Do you want to do that question? Yes, you do. Yeah, sure. Actually, this Who is, is a... this do-do-do-do-do person? This is, a, this is a more serious question. This email? Is, this is email? This is from Tony. Uh, Tony writes, in light of the Oslo massacre, do you think video game publishers have a social responsibility to delay the release of certain games if it has similar content to a recent tragedy, despite the finished game being developed months ago prior to said event? An imaginary example could be Activision delaying Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 because of 9-11 and the Mile High Club stage. Uh, thanks and keep up the good work. This is from Tony. They've already done that with Grand Theft Auto 3, right? Hey. What the hell? Oh, my God. We've come to unlock Casey from Podcast Online. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, do I have to go? Yeah. yeah. Damn it. I'm sorry. Thank sorry, you, Tony. Thank- we loved your question. Uh, I think these guys can handle it. I have to go do something. So Thank you, I love Casey. You. I had you a really, go good, have some I had a really good meta achievement, too. Oh. It's do, all do the other podcasts inspiring against us. Uh, I can, uh, yeah, so... Um, Just tell it to us right now. Well, well do I was going to say, play, uh, since we're going to be talking a lot about Halo Anniversary coming up, go back and play Combat Evolved and come up with some uh, achievements that could potentially be in the game, because that's going to be something cool about uh, playing that game again is, you know, unlocking new achievements, and then post those in our comments section. Okay. And you awesome. can unlock... Uh, 25 points. 25 points. <laughs> for, for posting in our comment section about uh, cool achievements that could be in the next Halo? Correct. Right. Well, in Halo Anniversary. In Halo Anniversary. Yes. yes. All right. Got Bye, it. guys. Love you. Email! Email! Don't eat Arby's. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. So, guys, um, I mean, this has already happened. I mean, we sort of, not quite the same thing, but we saw, like, in Six Days in Fallujah, like, there was, like, just this huge controversy surrounding that game. Yeah. And it sort of fell off the planet. Um, And there has also been games, like, just recently, when when I was, so I was writing about the um, Norwegian retailers that were pulling games because of the terrible tragedy that happened, um, I think, I want to say a week ago, a week ago from Friday. so they they started just pulling video games off uh, off their shelves because this uh, this crazy dude said in his manifesto that he trained with Call of Duty and other video games, which I, I think is. Well, not I guess a- in hindsight, that scene where you're massacring civilians at a fucking airport isn't the greatest thing to put in your game, is it? <laughs> I I think I don't. Yeah. It's not. Funny. I on, well, I honestly think that you should be allowed to put anything in your game because I'm not really too keen on censorship it's right, never I'm a good idea not say, i'm not saying they should be legally prohibited from doing it i'm just saying like common sense like taste bad taste well but also i just i mean like sto- playing with a controller is so that. much different than holding a gun yeah i honestly anyone that says that like, it's training can, it's, it's total bullshit yeah, you can't train like that you, you mean, can't guns feel differently they fire and they you know recoil and like you have to actually train with guns yeah or otherwise you're just gonna blow your shoulder off and to you train with guns I've shot, bef- I've shot guns before. Yeah, anyone that's anyone, if you if you haven't gone to like go to a gun range and in in with extreme safety and through the uh, supervision of a professional, try to fire a gun at a gun range. <laughs> it is very different from playing a video game. Yeah. I can tell you that. The interesting much. thing about this is, anytime a, there's a terrible tragedy, like some news outlet will start with, "Oh, it's been rumored he played Grand Theft Auto or something." But this one very he much pulled said, directly yeah. from his manifesto. Yeah. You know. 
naming games specifically, but this is like a 1500 page thing. And I think of the stuff quoted was like three paragraphs of this whole crazy, whatever's yeah. going on in his head. I right. Mean, but that's easy to understand. It's easily sound yeah. yeah. yes. Ult- Ultimately, this was a total fucking crazy person, terrible dude who had um, anti-Islamic agendas. And I don't think, it, I, I think that it's disingenuous to label him as crazy. I think that's problematic because he's clearly not crazy. He just is racist and a terrible person. Okay, I guess we, I guess that would be sociopath? more. Can we go with sociopath? Sociopath is still clinical. Yes. I just sounds like something that it's they just would a personal. Do, it's a personal issue of mine to hear people categorize things like people doing awful things as crazy because there are people who are who are not crazy right okay so you're saying that there is probably not a mental handicap here this guy was probably just a very evil person yeah sure a despicable person yes well i think that's fair and then to go back to tony's question i would say that um i i can understand why there would be sensitivities and why people want to be very respectful to these sorts of topics i I think that if there really was no direct link, I don't think people should have to like you know move their about, lives around what about for outside it. Outside of like um, intentional violence, what about in the in the wake of the Japanese earth was earthquake? Yeah, earthquake. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they, the they delayed. They they actually canceled disaster report, which was basically the premise. The premise was like an earthquake hit Japan, so they they pulled What's that from the show. Sony racing game they delayed. I can't remember what the motor, name motor, motor, motor storm apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They, so, and they delayed so that they for a while. Delayed that for a little while. Too. And yet, Pacific Rift stayed on the shelves. Yeah, I just, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's a, it's a tough call. I, I am of the mindset where, like, if, if a tragedy struck close to home for me, and I saw that there was a video game that just came out that had a similar tragedy, I would not be offended because I, you I know have, that that has nothing to do with yeah, my I mean, life. Yeah, you have to yeah. think that that game was in development way before that ever happened. Yes, exactly. But you would question the company that still kind of like releases that game, and despite all of the. You know, despite the tragedy, I don't know. I, I don't know that I, I would. I, I wouldn't question. I mean, they they need to. They, need they have money. they have people yeah. that have families Are, that need to be supported, and they need to make money. And if they've just poured a ton of shit into their game, they don't, I don't think they should be. They should have to cancel it. I understand maybe issuing a statement like saying like you know we you know with respect to these people you know our hearts go out to them that sort of thing and just, being mm-hmm. sensitive about it. But I don't think people should rewrite all their financial plans for. I it. think it depends. Like. And, and, like, and yes, and, and there's a lot a of case by case okay. cases. Yeah. Example of a end. good idea of delaying something: Spider-Man after 9/11, like so that they could take the twin towers out of it. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that's a good idea, you know. Yeah. Whereas delaying Modern Warfare 3, I don't really see what the point yeah. would be. Yeah, no, I, I understand. And I think I think honestly, it just it comes down to trying to have as much common sense as possible and trying to be respectful to people. Well, not uh, damaging like the hard work of people who you know really didn't mean any harm from their from their work. Okay, so that was our, the serious portion of our podcast. <sighs> let's go. Let's go on to something a little less heavy. Uh, let's see. We go to something with more food. Yes, more food. Mm. Uh, well, Jesse did write and ask us. Uh, did you say you partied with Epic Mealtime? Email me the epic story of the night, please. Well, I don't want to email you the story. Paul's getting kicked out of bars. But, yeah, but that I video will, pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I will say there's uh, Greg and Harley, the host, screaming at each other at uh, at one of our local bars. Then we then Harley got kicked out, and then, um, and then we ended up eating pizza in the office uh, shirtless. So that was that was pretty much it. That was the story. You can watch the rest on. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you can actually watch the rest anywhere besides that video. <laughs> so it's your imagination. So John writes and says, um, my question reads as follows. <laughs> what, is, what is your saddest, most frustrating gaming moment of all time? Saddest or frustrating? 
Stephanie. Mm. Frustrating. Yes. Huh. Or sad. Of all time. Of all time. But you can just kind of pick one that comes springs to mind if you're having trouble. Mm. Should we come back to you? Yeah. Peter, do you got one for us? So I was going to play the new Brink DLC today. I played the <laughs> hell out of that game for the review. Mm-hmm. Came back to my saves. My level 20 maxed out character. Missing. MIA. Brings up a very frustrating point about games that don't... Online games that don't let your online character live online. I'll see you and raise you, Peter. <laughs> I'm ready, Arthur. Uh, a couple of months ago, my I have a official 16 gig USB stick for Microsoft for uh-huh. my saves. And it just... The file system just died. Oh. Um, so that was like almost two years worth of Xbox 360 saves lost. Ooh. That's... That's one that's, that's including one that's my Mass Effect 2 saves. Oh no. my god, did you not have a backup or anything? No, because you can't do that. It won't let you copy oh, really? the saves. You can move them, but you can't copy them. Oh. I think I just saw Christine wanting to comment on that, but she's restraining she herself. She has no, no uh, comment. Not about it. And the thing that pains me the most is that supposedly this fall they're going to introduce cloud saves to Xbox Live Gold. Yeah, that was the Yeah, they announced that at Thanks. That's going to be awesome. Dicks. <sighs> Christine, Better do you than have than a... ever, right? No. Okay. No, I want everyone to suffer forever now. <laughs> do, you, do you have a sadder Frustrating. Game the thing that comes to mind is Quest for Glory 4 because <laughs> it was so buggy that um, at one point, like you basically play through the entire game and then there's a bug right at the very end that prevents you from finishing the game. Oh. <laughs> so I remember that pissing me off a lot. Is that the one that's a little more gothic? Like yeah, that's the one dark? that's like Transylvania. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Good one. Well, good one minus the bugs. <laughs> yeah. To answer to answer John's question for myself, I will say that I have had many, especially being an RPG gamer and uh, trying to review RPGs on the deadline. I will oh tell gosh. you, it's never never fun, especially when you there's a there's sort of an age old problem, and I will give it to you guys right now. Here is the reviewer's quandary. Is that the right word? Did I use the word correctly? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why Sounds not? Right. Sure. So, you want to get through a game fast. The faster you go, the more you run the risk of having underleveled or underdeveloped characters. And the, the bigger that risk, the bigger the, the chance that you can hit a roadblock that you might not even be able to go, get around, which means you need to go back even further and then either grind or re-level up or do, redo a section of the game again. So it's a very careful balance as to like figuring out how fast you want to go through but how well you want to prepare. And I'll never forget uh, playing... Sorry, I've brought this game up a lot, but Eternal Sonata... <laughs> Uh, I reviewed the PS3 version of that after our own uh, IGN's former awesome badass Eric Brodvig reviewed the 360 version. They changed a shit ton of stuff in that game. Now, we didn't know about certain changes. We knew about some, but not all of them, right? So when I was going through playing that game, I believe his exact words were, the ending boss is really easy. At about this point, I just started running past all the enemies. You will have no problem. And I was like, cool. So I did that. And I ran past, I probably spent several hours of the story just running past enemies <laughs> and not getting into any fights. Gets to the end boss, I finally get to the last dungeon. The end boss has been dramatically tweaked and it now includes two end bosses fighting you at the same time and both <laughs> of them are more powerful. <laughs> it was almost physically impossible for me to, to beat that match, but I, I actually did it nice. with, uh, with some emergency grinding. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's a great term. Yeah, emergency um, grinding. Oh, right. So that was, a, that was a classic. Uh, Ryan almost got fucked moment. So, and uh, Trey asked us about uh, what do we think of uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution, which I believe you can see earlier in the show. Yeah. We am excited. excited. We are very. Ex- we are very. We pumped. am. We are excited. 
Uh, we are excited. Johnny Martinez writes in and says, let's talk PAX Prime. Any oh, meetup details? Not yet, Johnny, though I will say that keep your eyes peeled. If you don't already follow Greg and Damon on Twitter, that's where they usually post every detail about panels they're attending and where the meetups are. You can follow them at either Game Over Greggy for Greg or Dame Zero for that's Damon. D-A-E-M. D-A-E-M and then spelled out zero. Casey Lynch and myself will both also be in the vicinity for Halo Fest. Nice. So there you go. So, uh, Johnny, keep your eyes peeled for more details. There will be a meetup. They just don't have details for you yet. Uh, I was just talking to them earlier this week about that. Jordan writes, my question for y'all is, do any of you ever listen to your own or any IGN-based podcasts after it has been thrust forth into the world, I mean? I have a policy of not listening to myself after. Yeah. I don't yeah. listen to anything that I've been on. I, yeah, I will yeah. rarely ever listen to myself since I've already experienced it. I listen to it. the other ones, though, here and there. Not all regularly, just because time constraints. But yeah. I like to hear what other people are talking about. If I had a, a commute, I would probably do that. But now, since I'm driving, I don't want to listen to a podcast on my like headset while I'm driving That's a bunch of people. Illegal. Yeah, it's not a good idea. So thank you, Christine Bot. <laughs> <laughs> illegal. That's illegal. illegal, illegal move. So illegal. Uh, it drives me nuts when people do that. Evander writes, <laughs> out of all the arcade. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Evander writes, after out of all the arcade games featured at E3, Renegade Ops was the one that got me excited for a real good-looking top-down shooter that was said to be for fans of 80s cartoons and lovers of the old Sega Genesis classic Desert Urban Strike. Desert slash Urban Strike. Wondered if the wise folks at IGN had any word on when that title was going to hit the store. Thanks again for the awesome mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and the hammock, banana hammock to you all. Banana hammock. Stephanie's legend Our still fur. lives. <laughs> Much to like Ryan's banana I'm actually, I want to try and put some uh, Renegade Ops coverage up on the site soon. Did you get it working? Um, we do have a build of the of it. In, it's an incomplete build, but we do have it in the office. I don't know if I have a specific date on that for you guys, though. Does anyone know? I, I, haven't, I don't think so. I haven't seen Dumb a specific release. Downloadable games are yeah. usually a mystery until a say. week or two before. Would you say it's a fickle mistress? Yes. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That is the first thing I would call it. <laughs> let's see. Uh, keep keep going, Peter. Make something cool happen. Uh, let's talk about emergency grinding a little more. <laughs> no. <laughs> derailed. <laughs> Come back. Email. Okay. Email. What about uh, that grinding? Diablo 3 uh, auction house? Oh, okay. Oh, you mean for the PC game that's coming to PCs? What? They said they, I thought they were on console. Yeah, they were contemplating consoles. So. Yeah, and well, they let them contemplate it, right? a little more before we talk about <laughs> yeah, 3 on the Xbox very... podcast. It could totally work. Torchlight was a lot of fun on Xbox yeah. Live Arcade. It was great. Mm-hmm. And I played some uh, Pro Evolution are... Soccer 2012. How about a game which eight people about. care about? That's eight. Well, it's, we've got, that's I'm still... sure we have UK listeners. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, and they're interested in FIFA. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I put up in the preview, I was talking about the controlling two players at once, which was brought to my attention, was attempted in FIFA 2004, but I don't think successfully. Hmm. Um, and I actually like how it plays in the new PEZ, but it's very hard, and it uh, it makes your head hurt a little bit. Yes, Pez Dispenser. We also did get That's a actually lot of... how you control the second man with the Pez. Yeah, you click, <laughs> click and pass. That'd be awesome. You shoot out a candy and he kicks. Oh my god. Amazing. That'd be the most Which delicious way to play the Pez a chat. Yeah, the most delicious game ever. Refilling the dispenser, though. That's a problem. Yeah. That's the biggest problem, right? That's going to drop it from a 9 to an 8. You have to refill the Pez dispenser. But that's where, they make, that's where the money making is. Oh, okay. They that's it's downloadable content. More Pez. DL Pez. Exactly. I bet you no one has ever made a Pez joke in reference to Pro Evolution Soccer before 
It's kind of a stretch. I got you. Uh, I don't see the joke. Soccer. That's what it stood for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. For a while, I didn't know what it was either. Okay. Being the anti-sports fan. Speaking of sports, Christine, you oh. have been lambasted there in the email. There was some hate mail. There I don't some care. Very, there are some very passionate baseball players that were I saying. I get it. That you don't like people saying bad things about stuff you like. I understand. That's fine. But I, what I want to know is, have you I ever played it. baseball? I'm sorry. What? Have you ever played baseball before? Uh like in the backyard. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like real. So you're not baseball. a professional athlete. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly, you have no room to criticize. I played sports soccer at all. for eight years. I played basketball for four. So I have oh. played sports before, right. yes, yes. But baseball, eh, not really my thing. Okay. I'm not saying it doesn't take skill. I never said that. So yes. <laughs> suck it. What did you say about baseball? The Pittsburgh. Yeah. I just said that I didn't you consider it a sport. It's not a sport. It's a game. And okay. It I, I guess I could see how that might piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I appreciate the passion that I saw in some baseball enthusiasts. Not all of them were mead. Some were just like, well, you have to keep in mind, you have to do a some lot of this stuff. We're more enthusiasts. Yeah. Yes. I, I, also think, I also think my viewpoint is skewed because we do work right by the ballpark and it just annoys and it's me. And just fuck the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> fuck their fans. <laughs> the definition of a sport is kind of like hazy for a lot of people. I, I, I There are some people that claim like golf, tennis are not sports. Really? Sports? Tennis? Man, tennis, tennis is like... It, oh, yeah, tennis definitely. I played varsity tennis in high school. Tennis is the only sport I played tennis more like baseball. Of. Badly. I mean, at least, <laughs> at least with tennis, like your compensation is dependent specifically on your performance. Like you only make money if you win. No, yeah. I think tennis is a sport. It's just that I have some friends that dis- that disagree and say that sports are team based. So what about doubles? Well, <laughs> there you hmm. go. Why well, I should people uh, call bring that hunting a sport? Mm. Pew pew. Hunting is only and a sport man if we give the animal guns. sport of all. <laughs> Can we give the deer guns? <laughs> <laughs> just, just attach it to their head. <laughs> hey, we haven't seen too many details about that new Cabela's survival. Be, no, except for no, it's like, just have like laser beams double on their bear. They went from a single wolf to, or a single bear to three wolves. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I think that's gonna. I think we'll, we, I want to wrap up the show soon because we've been uh, we've been going on for a while. So remember, you can send us these various questions, comments, and concerns to unlocked at ign.com. Uh, you can also send us suggestions for meta achievements. But uh, remember, yes, that meta achievement, is that something that only I can unlock or is that just like you've listened to this podcast and therefore you've no, unlocked it's, it's it? No, it's for, it's for you, I think. Oh, yeah, It's for your own tally. So, um, Does with she still that get it said, if she mentioned the achievement? Yes. I just mentioned the yeah. achievement. I didn't say anything that, else. Yes. And, yeah. uh, Wait, which, which achievement? <laughs> can you please detail? No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, Ruining guys, remember, uh, go, go play some original Halo. And then if you want 25 meta achievement points, which don't matter for anything, they're for your own amusement, you can go play and Halo ours. and uh, post in the comments of this podcast unlocked story and tell us what you think some achievements should be for Halo anniversary when it hits store shelves. Also, you can follow all of us on the Twitter spaces. You can follow me at Pwam Cider. You can follow Casey Lynch, who is now not with us at the moment, at Lynchtacular. You can follow Christine at Steimer. You can follow Arthur at A-E-G-I-E-S. You can follow Peter at Pykemans, P-E-Y-K-E-M-A-N-S. You can follow Stephanie at Super Lee 7 that's Then you can also follow IGN at IGN. You can find IGN on Facebook. 
You can also find me on the Google Pluses. You can also find us on the internet by typing www.ign.com. Correct. Cut, so cut the funny. W's if you want. Yeah, you yeah, could probably even save yourself a little time. Well, thank you guys very much. Does anyone have any parting words of wisdom? No? Well, eat when you are hungry. Eat when you're hungry. You can also tune into the live podcast beyond episode 200, <laughs> which is actually I am ex- I've been excited about for weeks. So if you got if any of you are also podcast beyond fans, um, go and uh, go to ign.com. We just we will have a live stream. What twenty here? Yeah, yeah we so just said twenty. Ten times more than us. They're ten <laughs> times more live. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, that starts at five thirty Pacific Standard Time. We will have a live stream, and in which you can win stuff in the if you participate in the live cool stream. Cool stuff. Yes, very cool stuff. Secret. So check that out. Really uh, good. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate your time. And as always, tune in to us next week, Wednesday, when we'll teach you how to differentiate between different Moogle breeds based on their pom-pom color. I'm Ryan Clements. This has been Podcast Unlocked. Bloop! an armadillo sort of it's a bunch of worms hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky i wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet jason ritter i can break things and pick locks and kill people michael stuhlbarg the whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better ari grainer no don't whet its appetite what are you an idiot me justin martha that's not just any egg cream that's a lemke's special and all narrated by the hilarious richard kind this is the story of harry dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.